Hi everyone, it's Gina and uh, you're listening to another episode of my roadmap to multidimensional wellness. I'm an integrative healing life coach utilizing a variety of modalities ranging from herbalism to essential oils and more. And uh, I will be helping you to create your very own personalized roadmap to multidimensional wellness. And we are live for day four, day four of lupus awareness, inspiration and motivation from Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. Let me just turn down my phone here. I'll give everyone a chance to stop in. And if you do have the book, today's passage comes from page 69. And uh, I'm coming on a little bit later tonight because I was out most of today celebrating my birthday. Yes, it is my birthday. So, but I did not want a day to go by without, you know, keeping up with this lupus awareness um, challenge that I kind of set for myself. So I'm coming on a little bit later, and if a lot of you aren't able to make it on right now, the replay is going to be available perfectly fine. So I'm going to go ahead, and I am going to jump in. Today's reading comes from page 69 of Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jaya John. So that's the book. If you do have it, you feel free to follow along. And uh, if you don't, I would strongly recommend that you get this book. You don't have to be dealing with any kind of a chronic illness. It's just an amazing book. Okay, so that's Fragrance After Rain by Dr. Jai John. Um, so this is day four. When you stop in, just feel, please feel free to say hello. Leave a comment in the chat. I do love the interaction. I love seeing the comments. I love responding to the comments. So please make sure you go ahead and just interact, okay? So page 69, and the topic of today is maybe we should follow the baby. All right, so here it goes. A butt naked one-year-old running wild through a room full of human rules and laws and customs, knocking everything over with the most precious joy and glee. Maybe you should join the baby. When I read that initially, I literally busted out laughing. Because all I could think about was when my oldest son got into some powder. And I don't know if you ever, if you have a child and this has ever happened, maybe they got into soap or flour. Um, but my my oldest son got into baby powder and I remember him standing on a table in the middle of the living room completely covered in this powder and then started running around and powders going everywhere. And uh, it's funny, but at the same time it wasn't funny because all I could think about was all of the cleanup that I was going to have to be doing, right? 
But the, the idea is here is this child, one year old, just running through this living room, completely, you know, disregarding. Of course, it's a one year old, it's not going to be aware of our human rules and laws and customs, like don't run through the house, don't knock things over, all of that stuff. But the idea at the end is maybe you should join the baby. So I'm going to talk about that last line and why that for me is so important or why that kind of hit home for me. And what I've been doing like all of these years, actually, let me just scoot up a little bit more. Yeah, so maybe you should join the baby, break all the rules, knock things over, you know, break all of the traditions, break all the customs, all of that stuff. So let's dive into that. Um, today I put on the shirt because we were, we were going out and I wanted just something really comfortable. And I was with my best friend, Glennis, when I actually picked this, um, when I actually got the shirt. And this shirt breaks all the rules when it comes to fashion. You know, we're always told, do not wear plaid and stripes together. And this shirt has plaid in the front and then it's got stripes on the sleeves but to top it off it has sequins the pocket is completely covered with sequins breaks all the rules right and to me that's what fashion is all about you're supposed to be breaking the rules break the rules so I wasn't even thinking about that this morning when I was putting the shirt on but as I was making some notes regarding that last statement Maybe you should follow the baby or maybe you should join the baby. That's the first thing that popped into my mind was I am epitomizing that whole idea right here, breaking all of the rules regarding fashion, you know, because we've been told all our life, you don't wear plaid and stripes together, right? And this shirt breaks all of those rules. When I was, um, when I was teaching art and sculpture at a, a high school, one of the my favorite quotes that I told my students was, everybody is an artist. And that quote is by Pablo Picasso. And his, the, the rest of it was, everybody is an artist. The problem is remaining an artist as you grow up, right? Because when you're a child, we're, you know, we can do anything. We can create. We just create stuff. We don't care about whether there are certain rules that we're breaking and coloring out a side of the lines being a no, no, no. That's just, you do it. You create, you finger paint, you, you staple things together. You rip pieces of paper apart and you throw them down and you've created a masterpiece and you just don't care who likes it. In your mind, it is absolutely amazing because it is. But the thing is, as we get older and we learn about all of these different rules regarding certain art forms and we kind of put ourselves into this box. And if we break any rules, then there's going to be some sort of a quote unquote punishment, that sort of thing. Right. That's why I love Picasso's quote. Everybody is an artist or every every the, the, the correct quote is every child is an artist. The issue is trying to remain an artist as you grow, you grow up, right? When we get older, we don't think that we are artists. And I found that even with adults, I found teaching 
um, teaching these art art classes to adults, the first thing I hear them say is, well, I can't paint. Well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And the thing is, at the end of the three days or four days or however long this art course is that I that I do with them, they are amazed at what they turn out. Right. And these are masterpieces that they create. And the, the next state statement out of their mouth is, I never thought I had that in me. Right. The thing is, everybody is an artist. When you forget all of the rules that you're supposed to follow, quote unquote, supposed to follow regarding certain things, and you just create for the sake of creating. Right. If you're happy with it, if it may, if it brings you joy, who cares what other people think? Right. That's what makes so many um, incredible artists out there. You see stuff hanging up in galleries today and you think. How in the world did that end up in a gallery? Well, part of it has to do with the fact that whoever created it thought it was amazing and they did what they needed to do, got in touch with the right people. Other people thought it was amazing because their vibration or their energy was just so powerful and it, it's there. right? And I've been one of those blessed artists that have had their works hanging in galleries. I've had my works bought by other people. Right. Because they just thought my work was amazing. But most people look at my work and they, they think, um, how did you do that? And he said, because I break the rules. I have a certain idea in my head. I don't stick to certain rules that most artists would say, well, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. Is No, I do. And I create in a style that makes me happy. Right. I create in a way that brings me joy. So the idea behind this, this um, particular, this particular um, quote, maybe you should join the babies, start to break rules. And I'm going to tie that in when it comes to the whole lupus awareness and dealing with a chronic illness and that sort of thing. OK, so from me. Many years ago, the when I was first diagnosed, it was here's a bunch of pills. This is when you're supposed to be taking this particular pill. Um, and you take this pill every single day at this particular time for ever until the doctor says, OK, well, that doesn't seem to be working. Let's try another pill. That pill is probably going to cause a side effect and they will give you another pill to kind of counteract the side effect. And you see, this is pretty much the life of not just a lupus patient, but anyone who's dealing with any kind of a chronic illness, right? The tradition is to give you a bunch of pills. At the end of the day, I had a bag full of, I think, about 15 different pharmaceuticals that I, that I was on. But the thing is, I was not going to be taking those things for the rest of my life. I was determined not to because I was just not a pill popper. Well, not that kind of pill popper. The herbal stuff, yes. But that is the tradition, if I can use that word loosely. That's the tradition in the in the medical world. Is if you're dealing with any kind of a chronic illness or even <coughs> excuse me, or any kind of um any kind of illness, whether it be chronic or acute, right? You're giving you're given a certain pill. And then you're supposed to take that pill for a certain time. 
But the thing is, I got to a place where I was tired of popping all those pills all the time. And then some of them ended up making me so sick. And some of them ended up putting me in the emergency room, causing host of other issues. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to break the rules. And I'm going to start researching other things that I am interested in, that I've been reading about that could potentially help me, right? So that is what I'm going to talk about today, breaking the rules regarding healing, whether it be with autoimmunity or any kind of chronic condition. Just because things have been done a certain way for so long doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have, that you can't change a particular pattern. It doesn't mean that you can't unlearn that and learn something different, learn to do things a different way. So as far as healing is concerned, for me, I started experimenting with herbs and essential oils and things that are considered to be like woo-woo, right? Um, and uh, initially, I was kind of leery about sharing in, in my community that I was actually working with these things because they were considered to be almost like taboo or woo-woo, like I, like I mentioned. But the thing is, once I started to kind of unlearn a lot of stuff, and I found that these different things that I've been working with actually work for me. I was like, you know what? Why am I so scared to let people know these are the things I'm working with? And uh, I found that once I started to share, other people were coming out of the woodwork saying, I want to know more about that thing that you kind of shared about. I've been kind of curious. Can you tell us a little bit more? And it's when... When I started to get those emails and the text messages and the and the um, direct messages on, you know, in Messenger that they, people have been curious and they wanted to know more, that kind of gave me the, the confidence to really kind of step out and start to share some of these things. And I mentioned um, a couple back in, I think it was day one, where one of the, the things um, I talked about was pain being a tuning instrument. And it immediately um, reminded me of the, the tuning forks. And this is one of the tools that I started to work with because it is a vibrational tool. And the body, as I was really studying you know, more about the human body, the, the body is a vibrational um, instrument or um, organism or however we want to look at it. The body is vibrating all the time. There is sound happening in our body all the time. Sound is a, a healing modality. It's even it's mentioned in the Bible, right? Sound is powerful. If you've ever um, heard of, read the story about um, what was it? Um, Joshua fought, Joshua fought the Battle of Jericho. That's the only way I can remember it. Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. Sound was what brought down the walls, right? But it was more than just sound. There was also that, um, if you think of a, a tornado and the spinning, right? We, uh, in the Bible, we talk about how they marched around the um, 
the city of Jericho seven times. So there's also that number seven in there, which is considered to be a very powerful number as far as numerology is concerned. So then there's the, the circle, which is bringing, you know, kind of winding up the energy. And then there's a number involved in that. And then there's a blowing of the trumpet, which is the sound. And then it creates that, that energy and it shatters the walls. Now, I'm sure when I mentioned that just now, people are, you're probably looking at me like, really? But the thing is, you can't, you can't ignore this kind of, this kind of content. You can't ignore this kind of information, right? When you look at your body, you know that your, your body is constantly making sound. You listen to your heartbeat. You can actually feel your heartbeat. And if you listen closely enough, you can start to hear your heart beating inside of your chest. When you're really in tune with your body, you can hear what's happening in your body. Your blood is constantly gushing through your veins, through your capillaries, through your arteries, right? It is always make, moving. So there's nothing static. There's nothing um, that is not moving within you, right? The cells, every cell in your body is constantly moving. So when we start to think about ourselves as a vibrational being, right, and then we think, well, if sound is that powerful, sound can heal us. When you start, to, when we listen, to, here's a perfect example. When you put on that lovely piece of music, let me think, okay, soca, calypso. My kids are always telling, uh, you're always joking that once I start to do any cleaning, you'll know when I'm cleaning because soca music is playing or calypso music is playing or reggae music is playing. Something is playing along the Caribbean, um, or the Caribbean region, right? And that music kind of puts me into the mood to clean, right? But imagine, there, just think about your favorite song. What does it do for you? How does it make you feel? Music does something to your body. The wrong type of music also does something to your body. There's some music I just cannot listen to. And most people, I will, you know, when it comes to stuff like heavy metal, that creates, um, I don't know quite how to describe it, but like a, like a disharmony. It, I feel it within my body. And I know it doesn't, it's not doing anything good. But when the right type of music is played that you enjoy, you feel that within your body as well. And it's very soothing, right? So it's the same thing with the, you know, something like, like the tuning fork. When, I, when I'm having, for example, a few weeks back, I was having this really annoying pain in my knee. I, I was a runner, you know, cross-country runner, middle school, high school, college. So I've got um, knees that are kind of worn out. So anytime I have any kind of pain that would pop up in my knee, that's that's what I would typically run for is the the tuning fork. I strike it and then I hold it against my knee and I literally feel the vibration and it does help to bring the pain down. And then I also work with oils, different essential oils that um, I put on that are designed to help with pain. And that helps to bring the pain down as well. So I work with all of these different modalities, right, that are considered to be either woo-woo, taboo, alternative. 
But the thing is, these work. And if we really start to research these different, quote unquote, alternative therapies, we'll find out that they're not necessarily alternative. These were like the original modalities for healing that were, were used way back in the day. Drumming has been used for probably thousands of years. Oils have been used for thousands of years and oils have even been mentioned in the Bible. Right. There's certain and the one of the, the oils, I don't have it out, but I took it with me today while I, while I was out and about because it's what I use as a as a hand sanitizer. That particular blend was actually mentioned in the Bible. So I created it myself and I use it as a hand sanitizer. And it in the Bible it was actually designed for the um, the priests before. They were to use it before they went out and um, kind of hung out among the people who were sick, like the lepers and, you know, those type of people. Right. So that was why it was mentioned in the Bible it was designed for, for these for the priests to utilize prior to going out to dealing with the sick. So I figured, OK, if it was good enough for them, I created it. And that's what it works for. It's, it's my hand sanitizer. Um, crystals. I know the moment I mention crystals as a healing modality, a lot of people probably think, oh, she has completely lost her mind. But the thing is, there it has been proven. There's science behind the, the properties that and the vibrational, um, the vibration and the frequencies behind crystals as a healing modality. We all carry technology around. We have your phone, you have um, your watch, you've got the laptops, the you know tablets. If it wasn't for crystals, the we wouldn't be able to kind of use our finger and you know move things around. It's the there's crystalline energy behind each um, tele, each phone screen, right? That's crystalline energy that allows that allows you to be able to do that. The same thing with anything that's kind of touch screen. The, the quartz watch, that's where the, they got the name from, was the quartz crystal that's utilized. In the Bible, the um, Aaron's, and I know I keep referencing the Bible, but that's one of the, my holy books, so I mentioned it. And I, one of the, when I was actually researching and learning about all of these things, I wanted to go back to the Bible to make sure, you know, to see what how these things were utilized in the Bible, if they were utilized. And I found that they were on Aaron's breastplate, 12 of them that were that were given by God for, di for different reasons on, along Aaron's breastplate. So I started to really dive into how these, you know, pretty rocks, I've got a couple of them in front of me here, how these pretty rocks could possibly help. And this is a jade roller that I utilize on my skin. So I worked with, crystal, with crystals and I'm still studying um, the energetics of crystals and the science behind how they work and all of that stuff. Because, hi Kathleen, it's good to see you. Because, you know, I want to be able to, when I'm teaching, to be able to say, okay, when people reach out to me about why I utilize these and how I utilize them, I don't want to say to have any kind of guessing around it. I want to be able to address them 
in um in a, a very scientific as well as a, it works because of this type of type of way okay and i have i was actually getting quite a few emails and and direct messages of messages about you know crystals and people were asking me well i i really want to learn more about how they work and uh, the the tuning forks and the oils I, i'd love to learn a lot more so it kind of gave me the courage to step forth to really you know start sharing with the community about these quote unquote alternative therapies even traditional chinese medicine and uh, um ayurvedic medicine are looked at as being alternative medicines or alternative therapies but these have been around for thousands and thousands of years they were the original medicine before western medicine came into existence western medicine is quite young in comparison to ayurveda and, and traditional chinese medicine right but most people don't really study or um because we're we're so kind of um conditioned that's the word conditioned to you know pop up or get a prescription fill that prescription pop that pill instead of kind of examining maybe there are other ways that i can look at healing right and that is one of the things i'd like to encourage you um from this passage you know kind of break the mold break the traditions break the customs what what we're accustomed to unlearn a lot of this stuff right and really kind of step out there and say okay what else is available for me i know there has to be more right i grew up being able to go outside i was watching my grandmother go outside and pick certain leaves mix certain things together um cut certain things add some water boil make some tea drink it that is what i'm i grew up with but i also got to a point where um you know when i came to college here in america i had gotten accustomed to you know going to get a pill when i got a headache because what i was used to wasn't available but once i was diagnosed with all of these conditions and with all of the side effects that i ex experienced i went back you know i kind of broke away from that and really started to dive into what i had grown up with and uh, all of these what are considered to be the alternatives are actually your original therapies what we have what people have been working with for thousands and thousands of years right So if you think about it what what kind of traditions or customs that um have you grown up with that you feel you kind of had have, have to break away from right even if it's related to to um a diagnosis because sometimes if we really look back we can find that there's there's not only a physical reason why we have a particular illness but there's there could be some kind of a cultural um a reference there could be some kind of an energetic reason why we've developed an illness it there there's so much that I could really that's a whole other topic that we could really dive into and i mentioned it i think it was day 2 when i talked about the you know trauma um actually triggering illness 
And most people don't really address trauma or see trauma as an origin of, of illness. We always look for, well, what did you eat? Well, your, your diet is only a part of it, right? But when we start to break away again from just looking at that one thing and really start to examine stuff that we would normally examine, like, okay, 15 years ago, that particular thing that happened to you, how did you address it? Well, did you just kind of brush it under the rug and just leave it there? Or did you, you know, kind of do all the work behind it to learn to heal from it? Because when it's not dealt with in the proper way, it's connected to your it to yourselves. It stays in your body. There, the book that I shared was um, The Body Keeps the Score. And that then eventually, if it's not he if you're not healed from it, will actually trigger illness, right? So those are the type of things that we uh, I'm encouraging you to kind of examine um, and uh, to really, really sit down and think about areas where you may not have looked at at potential healing modalities before um, and and really start to examine those, right? Let me take a look at my notes. Um, yeah, so you can come up with your own um, healing routine. You can start to, um, if you're interested in learning about essential oils, there's so much of it on the internet, so much. Start to check out different ones relating to pain, different ones related to anxiety. I mean, that's been a huge thing in the news lately, right, Was is anxiety, um, depression. And if you have any questions, you can simply... Um, you can simply just send me some uh, the, the questions or post the questions after you've watched the video, post the questions in the comment section, or just reach out to me in, a, in an email or a direct message. Say, listen, I'm in interested in learning about all of these essential oils related to blah, 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 blah. Can you help me out? Right. Even um, things like like sound therapies. I mentioned the the um, tuning fork that I have, a couple tuning forks that I have. I also work with drumming, but the thing is you have the original sound tool already on your body. Actually, you have a couple of them. You can clap your two hands. You also have your voice. You can hum. I don't know if you remember. I can still picture and hear my grandmother humming as she cooked in the kitchen. Uh, when I was a little girl growing up in Jamaica, I can still see her walking around the kitchen, walking around the house, and she's just humming. And that is one of your original healing tools, just humming, because it creates that vibration through your whole body. It really does. The next step, just, just go, you know, when we come off this video, just sit there for a moment, find your, pick a favorite song, maybe something that you, you grew up singing, right? Simple song. And just listen or pay attention to how your body feels as you are humming because it vibrates throughout your whole body. And that is one of the tools I worked with when I was, you know, healing from, from lupus and autoimmunity. Right. And it's something I still work with today. I had actually had a friend on who was teaching me how to work with my drum and my voice and connecting the two of them. And it really, really just kind of um, expands your voice with the, the, the drum. 
it it's a beautiful thing. If you haven't, I I think I'll I'll connect that video to this one just so that you can experience that. It was it's amazing, it really is. So what I'm encouraging you to do is to try different things. You know, study. If you're curious about crystals, study them, right? You're curious about sound and how sound can heal. Do some research. It is it a lot of it is right out there on the internet. I happen to have gotten certified in a lot of different things, including sound healing, including crystal therapy, um, essential oils, aromatherapy. I'm a master herbalist because I I was intrigued initially. I wanted to know how all of these could help me, right? It wasn't just about popping a pill for me. Now it's any pill that I pop, it's an herbal. And what I'm going to do is I will share. That's going to be a whole separate um, live live video where I will share all of the different herbal remedies that I take and why I take them. Right. And um, then I can share the different like essential oil blends that I work with on a daily basis as well, because I know that people are asking for. Um, they want to know what I use and what I work with. So that is that is something that I will I will also do. So um, again, break the molds, break the traditions, um, unlearn the stuff and uh, start to study the original, what's considered the alternatives. I'm gonna go back to the to page 69 where um, I got this inspiration from today. So it says again, a butt naked one-year-old is running wild through a room full of human rules and laws and customs knocking everything over with the most precious joy and glee. Maybe you should join the baby. So I encourage you, join the baby, break the rules, break the, I'm not telling you to go and break any laws, no, but you understand what I'm saying. Just break away from certain customs. If you're you're used to popping pills on a regular basis and you're looking for something you know new, Research. You're curious about crystals? Research them. You're curious about aromatherapy? Research them. The thing is, you there's so many aromatherapy um, companies online now, and the prices are very reasonable that you can um, get a few. And if you're curious about which ones that you may want to start with, I can let you know. What definitely I would go with lavender, lavender. Um, lemon peppermint especially this time of the year when the pollen that blend lemon lavender and peppermint equal parts perfect if you have any kind of um, allergies the lemon lavender and peppermints equal parts of it is like the perfect antihistamine so um, that's one of the, the blends that I always keep and then there are different things that I work with on my face and you can find different articles that I've written on the internet. You know, there are pictures there. I've been documenting my journey with lupus and, and other chronic um, illnesses that I've been diagnosed with. And I've shared quite a few of my blends in these articles, as well as pictures. So you can see what my skin used to look like when I was first diagnosed. And I go into great detail as far as 
um, the different essential oils, what they benefit, that sort of thing. And I've, I've gradually um, been writing and and speaking about different modalities as well, like the sound therapy, like art therapy. Um, I also have written extensively on how art can be healing. Um, and there's several articles that that um, that you can find easy to find. Type in my name and uh, everything will kind of pop up. Also, um, drumming. That's also part of the sound therapy. Um, trying to think of other things that I've worked with that are in traditionally would have been considered to be like taboo. Um, but food as well is a big one. And um, when I mention food, that's kind of usually the part that kind of irritates people, you know. But yeah, when we start to examine food and how food can actually heal, because um, again, I'm going to reference the Bible. The plants and trees are for the healing of the nation. It's right there, right? And food um, is con food can be either, I don't remember exactly who said it. I think it might have been Hippocrates. That food can either be um, medicine or slow, slow form of poison. And uh, when you start to think in terms of food as medicine, what you um, put into your mouth, you really start to pay attention to. Because the, the body breaks it down, distributes it, right? And it becomes you. So when you start to think about everything that's on the end of that fork going into your mouth and how it's going to become you, you really start to pay, pay attention to, um, to the food that you eat. And that food can actually be medicine for you. Anyway, this, this discussion could go on and on and on and on. But the, the idea behind this is to kind of break away from, you know, let's have to unlearn certain things, break away from the, the whole idea that the only thing that you should be doing is um, listening to your doctor and taking all of the pills. Yes, listen to your doctor. Um, I'm not discouraging that. Do listen to your doctor, but also have that discussion with your doctor about other methods of healing, not just the, the, um, the prescriptions and constantly having to um, to take those, right? Doctors will listen to you, but one of the things that I I want to to let you know is that doctors they will let you know that they practice medicine. All right, it's a it's a practice. They don't always get things right, and they will actually listen to you if you sit down and open the discussion. They're not going to open it because doctors are never taught about nutrition. Doctors are not taught about aromatherapy. They're not taught about any, you know, about food as, as being medicinal. They're not taught any of this stuff. And they will admit that to you that they went to medical college. They were not taught any of this other stuff. So if you approach them from the standpoint that you'd like to try out these different things, they will sit down and listen to you for the most part. Most doctors will do that. Um, so open the conversation because only you can be the greatest advocate for your health, right? Your doctor cannot do it. Um, I can't do it. Your family members can't do it. You have to be the greatest advocate for you. And that's where the healing really begins. When you stand up for yourself and say, listen, I need to take control of me because if I don't take control of me, the health part isn't going to appear. 
right? You have to be, you are your biggest advocate to getting healthy. All right. And on that note, that is the end of day four. Day four and day five comes from page 93 and begins Precious Child. So let me find page 93. And I will let you know what tomorrow is going to be all about. All right. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. Precious Child asks the grandmother, what does it mean to reweave your life? So think about that. And then tomorrow we are going to have a discussion on that relating to lupus awareness and relating to um, lupus, before lupus and after lupus and that sort of thing. All right. So I hope you're enjoying this book because, like I said, um, this has been it's it's been almost like a journal for me. And I reached out when I was trying to figure out what to do for lupus awareness. I said, you know what, this is like the perfect book to have to kind of um, begin the conversations surrounding the different topics. So I had actually reached out to the author and ex I explained what I wanted to do. And he gave the go ahead. So I am using this book for lupus awareness with permission, but it is an amazing book. So I, I encourage you to get Fragrance After Rain by Jaya John. I don't get any kind of, you know, kickback. All right. I'm not an affiliate. I just love the book. And um, any book by Jaya John, actually, they're amazing. They really are. So the the um, inspiration, different chapters come from the book. But each time I read something, it reminded me of something that I went through on my um, my healing journey, which kind of kind of propelled the um, the discussions that we're going to have. So tomorrow is going to be a really interesting one. So um, do come back tomorrow. It, tomorrow's Thursday. Um, tomorrow we'll, be, we'll go back to the, the regular time at 5. Today, it was kind of different because it was my birthday. So I was uh, all day <laughs> kind of celebrating. So I did it a little bit later on tonight. So thank you for being here with me for these last, you know, 40 minutes. I really enjoyed it. But the replay is going to be here. If any questions, post them in the comments, and I will see you all again tomorrow, God's willing.